following podcast represents the perspectives of the host and our guests. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent those of our places of work. Welcome to Parcels of Info, NBC's most efficient way to deliver parcels of valuable info to the healthcare supply chain. I'm your host today, Ian Farty, and joining me is an incredibly special guest, Suzanne Swan. Suzanne is Director, Dental and Physical Rehab Sales for NBC. Breaking through the gender barrier, however, is a test she endured long before her NBC career, and she's going to share some of that with us today and tell us a few of those stories. Suzanne, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Let's get started with your journey and take us back to the early days of when Suzanne was going to school, college, and tell us exactly what you were studying. So I went to OSU, which everyone is known as the Ohio State University. I was contemplating between international business and education. I wasn't sure what route I wanted to take. However, I was a lover of fitness. I knew I kind of maybe wanted to get into the education program as they had athletic training under there, strength and conditioning. So I decided to major in education uh, as exercise science and education. Exercise science and education. So uh, for our listeners, what what does that mean, exercise science? Yeah, so it actually falls under physiology. So we studied the uh, the physiology of the body, how, you know, the Krebs cycle, how you trend when working out. So everything internally, how your body does uh, working out with fitness and nutrition. So uh, it was called exercise science at Ohio State. A lot of people call it exercise physiology okay. as well. Okay, very cool. So that course and that study brought you some opportunities that women don't often get, especially back then. Uh, not saying that yeah. you're old, but back then, you're not old. <laughs> you're not old at all. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what happened, the opportunities you got, and what came of that opportunity. So when I was in the major, I knew I kind of didn't really want to go into education being a school teacher. Uh, I, I thought about it, but then I really am a fitness lover. So I wanted to do something kind of empowering and a challenge for me. A lot of people in my degree were in the athletic training program. So they were going to the athletic training route. However, there was strength and conditioning. And as a fitness lover, I was like, this is definitely something that is right up my alley. I I thought it'd be more um, empowering to work with people who wanted to develop their strength and show their athletic ability versus kind of correcting their injuries and so forth from working out and so forth. So I decided to go in the strength conditioning department program. So I took that route and we had to do an internship. So what that consisted of was at the end of the school year, I actually applied to, I sent my resume to Athletes Performance in Arizona, which was one of the biggest headquarters in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of famous athletes go there for their off-season training. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with professional athletes as uh, a woman. I thought that was very, um, I don't know what the word, like challenging, but at the same time, I, I thought it was definitely an accomplishment that many people would never get. So I did apply. 
Uh, however, uh, Ohio State was on quarters, not semesters, so I was not able to go. So they actually forwarded my resume on to Arizona State University. With that, they I did get a phone call from the strength coach, uh, Joe Ken, from Arizona State, which we called him House. And he asked me to come out and do the internship program and work out with uh, the football team as far as the strength and conditioning internship with the program with um, the football team as well. Now, with that said, I also did the swim team. So I my major focus was the football team, yeah. but I also uh, was included in the swim team on their workouts as well. So I got two different teams to work with, with for strength and conditioning. So you flew by the you flew by Joe Ken's nickname House. Was this guy a big dude? Yeah, he was the powerhouse. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, was very intimidating. I'm not going to lie. I was uh, I was one of two girls that got asked to come out. Yeah, and there was another boy. So we both were asked to come uh, for the internship. He was very straightforward. He didn't mess around. It was in the weight room. You were professional, and what you did outside the weight room, he didn't want to know. So, it was very. Uh, it was a great learning experience. We we had two different sessions. So obviously, we're in Arizona in the heat of the summer. Yeah. So very hot, dust storms. So our practices were at five o'clock in the morning. So we got up at four thirty every day. Five o'clock was the the workout. And then that went to an hour and a half. And then we had another training session in the evening at seven. So we never worked out in the heap of the the sun, obviously, but did definitely get to experience a lot of um, dust storms, heat. Yeah. Uh, but the weight room obviously was where it was all, the magic was happening. Everybody was working on their strength conditioning. You learned so many uh, different valuable lessons just as far as like how to teach these athletes and at the time i think it was joe oh at the time it was dirk coder i think that's how you say his last name he was a newer coach he came in 2001 so they were in a transition the athletes were in a transition from their older coach so everything was kind of new uh with the newer coach and learning their ways and everything but definitely a good experience let me tell you ian though when i first got to arizona yeah no, thank thank goodness for my parents because they did support me, pay for my rent and everything to go out there and experience this dream. And when I got there, it was like living in the real world. There were seven people in this house. Oh, I didn't my even God. Know them. oh my God. Yeah. And I didn't even have a bed. I lived on a mattress with seven people from all over. Some were from Arizona, some came from Tennessee. So uh, it was definitely a good experience. Were they sure. all involved in the sports program? So like 4.30 was a house wake-up call? Yeah. No, no, no. There was one athletic trainer in there, uh, but she was going to school out there. So she was just kind of on break. But there was me and another another guy uh, that we were kind of, yeah, the athletic, well, the strength conditioning coaches yeah. of the summer season. So, yeah. So he was actually – awesome. He made me breakfast. He made me dinner. <laughs> so he took care of me. I didn't have to cook. We ate ice cream every day for lunch. 
But yeah, it was it was a great experience. He drove me to work every day because he did drive out with his car. Yeah. But I knew no yeah. one. I knew no one. And of course, coming from the Midwest, all I wanted to do was sunbathe in the sun. So when I had a chance, I was outside sun tanning and everyone was laughing at me because they were like, what are you doing? You're in Arizona and it's 100 degrees. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So you arrive. Yeah. Um you know nobody. You're living in a house with seven new people. A coworker befriends you. Thank goodness. Tell us about meeting the football team for the first time. I mean, how do you? How do you? You know, it had to have been a challenge. Uh, and I know you well enough to know that you're not afraid of any challenge. But when you're being introduced to the football team the first time, and they see you as the strength and conditioning coach, how did that yeah. go? Yeah. So um, again, it was very intimidating. I will say at first uh, you're with, oh geez, I don't even know how many were on the team at the time, probably 50 or 60 players, obviously, maybe even more, but you know, you're, you're handed a bunch of clothes. Here's your uniform that you wear. Everything was ASU. So um, nothing was Lululemon, nothing outstreeted. So you definitely had to wear what they wanted you to wear to represent the team. And, you know, you have all these athletes and some of the athletes went to on to the NFL, very professional athletes, and it is intimidating. However, you know, you're their coach so that you were respected. And I will give Joe Ken that he made that prominent to tell the players like, you know, these people are your coach. You will respect them and do as they say. So we had goals. We had lessons we had to do um, for Ohio State. I had to create a whole journal with the time logged, what I did that day to make sure that I was accountable. And, you know, the there were three other, um, there were, other, sorry, two other strength coaches as well that were assistants that I mainly worked with who gave me the responsibilities of the day, who I was working with, what I was doing, what um, exercises were we were implementing in the strength room at that day, what agility drills, who I was working with on and off the field. So definitely was given a guided lesson plan of what I was doing that day. So uh, that's unbelievable. Um, and you're facing the challenges in a male dominated market, which is unbelievable. I mean, and you, you did it. Uh, but it sounds yeah. like from not only what you're saying today, and I can tell how excited you are to tell this story. It's absolutely amazing. But it sounds like you made some lifelong friends as well. Tell us I about did. some of the people. Uh, now, what year was this? So I was out there in 2002, which okay. seems so long. Uh, yeah, so I was out there. And at the time, you might know some big players, uh, Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle, definitely. We definitely yeah. know Terrell Suggs. Now, I'm from Maryland. I'm Redskins. And I know when everybody hears this, they'll go, Commanders. But, uh, yeah, we're not a Ravens, but Terrell, Terrell Suggs, huge, huge name. Yeah. And I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, so for oh me to watch God. Ravens, yeah, I definitely was not rooting for him, but I did work with him uh, in the weight room, which was definitely entertaining. He was he was a great guy. You know, his dad was very inspiring to him. He was the one that kind of got him on the route to play football. Uh, so, you know, on and off the, the um, playing field, even when we were outside, they they knew he was going to be a star and they knew it. And they ran him up and down and did whatever it took. I mean, you know, there were times where there were things I didn't agree with, but they knew he was going on and they made him the person he was probably from Arizona state. And he got along with a lot of um, 
the coaches. So everyone just loved Terrell. Like he had a very open personality. Well, he's very, yeah, he's very uh, engaging, you know, when you see him on TV and stuff like that. Who else? Any other names? So I also worked with Andrew Walters. I was in charge of the quarterbacks with their agility drills. So I got a chance to work with Andrew Walters, who went on to the Ravens, who played, or, I'm sorry, the Raiders, who played uh, for quarterback there. And then Mike Carney, I don't know if anybody's heard of him. He went on to the Saints and the Rams. Um, so those were some big stars, big players that went on to the NFL. And then, of course, I made some longtime friendships with some other people. Uh, Ricardo Stewart, I still talk to him to this day. Really? So, uh, right. Yeah. So wow. he he actually recruits now for colleges. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's still in that industry, keeps me up to date. Yeah. So we – and he keeps me up to date with a lot of the other players and, and cool. so forth. So it's really cool. Yeah. Now, you also yeah. had an experience with Sports Illustrated, which – might have been part of this backlash against you dominating a male field. I don't know, but tell us a little bit about what happened with Sports Illustrated. Yeah, so Arizona State was voted one of the best weight rooms in 2002. So Sports Illustrated came out. They took video. They took pictures. Uh, However, the picture that they did took that was um, in Sports Illustrated, uh, Suzanne Swan was eliminated. (laughs) What do you mean? I did not make the photo. I was cut off on the end. Uh, so they did have a few of the strength coaches, like the internships and the strength coaches in the photo. But it was mainly of the weight room. But I was like, oh, no, I was right there. Oh, so, that's yeah, cold. That was, that was disappointing. My fame of moments would have been, yes, definitely something to look back on and see myself in that picture. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be at the time. <laughs> That's cold. That's cold. So uh, unbelievable, incredible journey. I'm so glad we we got into this. But not only is it an incredible testament to you dominating that environment, but what lessons did you learn there that you can share with us that kind of still guide you today? Yeah. You know, everybody talks about diversity in the workforce and, um, you know, how to kind of lead as a woman. And I, the past couple jobs I've had in dental and working with NDC, you know, I work with a lot of women and I empower that for sure. And I actually love that. And some days we argue and some days we get along, but we definitely uh, take that challenge. I think as a woman, one thing I will just say is never be afraid for a challenge or something that you want in a male dominated environment. I think if you put your work ethic and determination in, it will never go unseen. It will only make you successful in the end. So whether that outcome is the way you want it to go, it may or may not be, but never be, um, yeah, never be disappointed. Just keep going and, you know, do your challenge as a woman and your voice will be heard. That is awesome. Well, Suzanne, what a great story. Uh, What a great experience and definitely adds to why I'm a big Suzanne Swan fan. Uh, Thank thank you you for taking time today, sharing this with us. Uh, Listeners, um, Suzanne is is an incredible person, not only to work with, but to to be a a part of her social network as well. So I encourage you all to reach out to her and, and maybe even dive into some of this a little bit further. But Suzanne, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Ian, for letting me share my journey with you.